we're back on Steelers Touchdown Under. I'm Matty P, joined by Mark D as always. Mark, what time is it in the show? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's time to sling the slang or sling the rock. Or I- <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing uh, this now? You don't even know the you don't even know the intro. There's oh, always there's always so much pressure. I'm always the first one to start <laughs> off. Like, you know, what time is it? I'm like, uh, oh, geez, I don't know, Rick. Um, but yeah, do that you is want Mark me- D fumbled just then. Uh, that's right, it is time for slinging <laughs> the slang. Just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang. That's where we give the all listeners a taste of all things Aussie, whether it's slang words or just random other stuff. Marky D, what do you got for us this well, week? Well, I'm not even sure this one's Australian this week, but I think we just got to rally. I think we, our boys need to step up and we need to rally. Have you ever heard that slang before? I have. Yeah. Now, with my context with this list slang, you know, rally could mean like a tennis tennis rally, nothing like that. Uh, but with the context this week, I think rally for me is when I was younger, and you go out in the town, you have a few sherbets, have a few drinks, and the next morning you wake up at like 11 a.m. and you go to the pub again, and one of your mates says to you, "Mate, let's rally, let's go, let's just like, let's just, you know, let's let's get ready for this contest." You know, would you not agree that, that the Steelers need to rally and need to get together and 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 you know show some effort? Effort, I like it. I like it. There's some there good is. Aussie slang in the live chat right now. Tinnies and. You know, oh. about Jordan Berry handlebar moustaches. <laughs> uh, uh, Owen says here, uh, ice cold tinnies, sinking a few tins. That means like drinks. You but know, a tinny is also like a metal, like a a dinghy. But <laughs> that's an strange. What do they call that in America? What do they call a dinghy in America? Oh, like the, the boat. The yeah, you know, uh, like the small boat, like a little, like a little, like two person fishing boat. Like the um the Rex the Rex Hunt fisherman boat yeah the Rex Hunt fishing boat yeah uh, what do they call a dinghy in America that's a good one I have no idea I know that we just called a dinghy or a boat I guess um yeah let know. us know if you guys go fishing what do you what do you it's so it's hard like that do... bog standard like metal boat like a couple of people like with a yeah like two back. like two 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 person boat we called it dinghy I don't even know why we called it dinghy I don't even do know why either oh they call it the same look. Oh, oh, they call man. it okay, but it, uh, but okay. so we call the ones that have like an aluminium. They're aluminium, right? The, the metal ones. I don't fish, mate. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Um, you know, <laughs> everyone's like, <laughs> it's just a boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what that's like. That's like in love, actually, where they ask him to say um, the table, and you know how because he says like bottle and then like they all laugh and whatever, and they ask him to say table, and he just says table. <laughs> like, wow. Stacy Lynn's got a great one. Do you want to pronounce this? Because I think you'll do it better than I can. What aluminum. does Stacy Lynn say here? Aluminum. How, how, aluminum. How do That's we, what they say. It's aluminium. How, how do Australians say that? Aluminium. Right, gotcha. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought you wanted me to say it the American way. The aluminium. No, the Australian way, mate. You know? Yeah, you know, the only we just call We just call that, uh, and for the audio guys, welcome back. We call that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we call aluminium. Alfoil, so like it's easy to say. Yeah, like out, like the alfoil wrap that you wrap. Yep. Yeah. Let's call it foil. Not the alfoil. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's an interesting segment. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So I got one this week as well, and I was thinking about it, right? Because 
I don't. I think this could be a bit un PC, maybe. In, I don't know. Maybe like maybe we've gotten there as a society, not in Australia certainly, but maybe in the US. But I was thinking, I, I was googling some random Aussie things right yesterday, and they said apparently in America, like or in any other country, they don't call white bread. You know how we call it white bread? Like you got white bread, you got a whole milk, mm-hmm. you know, brown bread, you've got like seeded or whatever it is. They don't call it white bread, apparently. They just call it bread. And I thought, like, imagine if you're Australian going around wanting white bread in another country. It might not be the best look. No. I, just, I didn't think that was an Australian thing. I didn't think that that was something that was a big deal. But well, we have, it is. we have lots of certain types of breads, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, this, like, we have, like, multigrain. Uh, there's multigrain, and there's the seeded, and the rye bread, and the wholemeal bread, and the... What what made you think of that this week? Um, is that because we were five? I was just googling one? random Australian things that other countries <laughs> don't understand, and one of them was white bread. And I was like, I think, I think a lot of the countries don't understand us. Uh, I think that's, I think we're key for that. Um, I don't know. That, like, I, I I didn't I didn't know that that was a I'm, honestly. I'm still I don't even still think that that's surely a thing. You know, one thing I reckon we might get into. What I don't understand about America and with us, we don't have the tipping culture in in in, in uh, just came to me then. Don't have, we don't have tipping culture in Australia. Um, so that might be very funny for a lot of our Yeah, but I'm, I'm in a wage is a lot higher. So Yeah, but it's still kind of like nice though to leave someone, you know, five dollar tip for doing a service. Um but I had a rule in Australia, you've got to spend over a hundred bucks before you get a tip from me. Unless really? you're an awesome service. Awesome service. Mate, I just I just sling like money's nothing. Maybe that's why I'm poor. I just give out money to anyone. <laughs> and it's like here's five bucks, here's ten bucks, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what they do. <laughs> I gave uh, ten dollars to the lo- local busker the other day down 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 the entrance. I was like, "Here you go, mate. Here's ten bucks." And then the other one that I thought I want to go to today was I can't do this dance. I don't particularly like the song either, but it was funny on this blog of these random things. Apparently, other countries are always surprised at how popular Nutbush is for us. Like you know, oh, when yeah. Nutbush comes on an yeah, event yeah, yeah. and like the whole room stops yeah, and everyone gosh. does it. I can't do it. I'm like, Mark can do it. See, like most Australians can like literally do the nut bush in their sleep. Mate, we learned we learned the nut bush in year five for like the whole year. We just we just kept learning about. It. Didn't you, didn't you learn that? That's where I got like my first yeah. girlfriend. She didn't know she was my girlfriend, but I knew she was my girlfriend. It was fine because <laughs> every every Wednesday we rocked up to year five dance class, and I was like, "There's my girlfriend over there, my partner." But she didn't, you know, she didn't think I was a boyfriend. But it doesn't matter. It's fine. Are we going to talk some? Are we going to talk some? Yeah, I think we're going to move on. On that note, we're going to uh, we're going to move on with uh, Mark's fake fake catfishing himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's preview this uh, Cincy game, Mark. Who are the two players for you that uh, the Steelers have got to sort out on? You know, when it comes to Cincinnati, uh, it's got to be Mixon. Slow down, Mixon for sure. Um, and I, I think, you know what, I was going to say frustrate Joe Burrow, but I think we need to frustrate Jamar Chase. Yeah. I think we have to get into his rookie head and really frustrate him. Um, if that is in terms of like doing maybe not illegal things, but like getting in his face, getting in his face a bit more, not getting caught with flags, um, you know, being man to man, no Joe Hayden's, whoever's going to uh, match up against him, like meet him at the line, push him out of his route, mate. Get him frustrated, you know, and to where Joe Burrow can't even think about throwing to him. Uh, I think if Minka plays, 
the more I think about it now, if they're going to use Jamar Chase, he he might not even catch too many balls in, the, in this game. Um, whoever's going to be one-on-one with Chase, they're going to have help over the over the top. And that, that should frustrate him to a certain point. I think Tyler Boyd's out as well, um, to my belief. I I'm pretty, seen that. I I'm pretty seen sure. That. I think he's out. I heard he was on the injury report. Now, I could be well wrong. No, no, no. Um, you might be right. I, I just yeah. I haven't seen that one. If, if he's out, that's even better for us. Um, yeah, it comes down to, I think, the star players. They really got to make them, uh, you know, uh, not part of this offense and, 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 and have no way to beat us and – then it comes down. I think it comes into our defense. Really, um, I think we have a chance with Big Ben the way he's been playing at the moment in our defense. So, if, if guys know in the chat, let me know if um, Tyler Boyd's out. I'm pretty sure he is. I was, yeah, I think you're right. I just, I just don't recall like seeing that flash up for me, which is interesting because he came out and say we gave up, right? So maybe he's taking a strategic. I'm not going to play this one because I don't want to get something that's a bit of a dirty, a bit of a dirty play, as you say there. I agree with you though because. I was thinking Jamar Chase's stats, obviously, when I do the rookies for War Room. And, uh, you know, I found it interesting that Chase has had some quiet weeks the last few weeks. Uh, he had a 201-yard uh, performance about three or four weeks ago. And then since then, he's not even cracked over 50. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Steelers do with him because, and I, I said this in War Room, it's not just when you saw it again in the game against the Steelers, it's not just what – because he only had 65 yards in that game. It's not just the yardage that he's going for. It's the touchdowns. Like against the Steelers, you had like, I think, five from six. Um, so five receptions or six targets. And then he had, you know, two TDs in that game. He can turn the game because what we've got to remember is this Steelers team has not really put up plus 24 points in many games this season, right? So we can't let him get a couple of touchdowns no matter where it is in the field. We can't let anyone do it, but particularly him. And I think he's a weapon there when you're missing, you know, a guy like Joe Hayden and that rhythm in the secondary, I think it helps having Minka back. But as, as we said in part well, one, you know, Minka's doing a different role. So uh, I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, the guy for me on the receiving side, I want to hear the the second the second one you've got though, is uh, Uzmoa, the, the tight end. He's having a sneaky good season here. Um, he's only got 300 yards on the season, but he's making some plays. He's got five TDs. He's making the impact that Freemuth's having for us. Uh, you know, so I think we've got to watch him. And this is what I mean where you're worried about what Devin Bush is potentially doing. You know, does Edmonds have to mark up on him? You know, how, how are you going to stop that outlet? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think if I'm going to choose a, a second person, it's I, I do think Jamar Chase is the number one. Um, but maybe going back on the offensive side with Big Ben, how is he going to... Um, who are the linebackers there? It's, it's Logan and Pratt, right? They're pretty good. They're pretty solid linebackers for the Cincinnati. Yeah, but then so. you've also got to think about their pass rushes as well uh, because they've got Trey Hendrickson, who's like nine and a half sacks on the season so far. Wow, really? Yeah. he's. A lot of people question what he was going to do when he, when he joined them this year, but he's doing well. And Sam Hubbard, um, he's got six sacks. So together they're 15 there, um, 15 sacks on the season, 15 and a half sacks. So... You know, they're, they're two guys that can cause trouble. And, you know, I still stick by what I've said, you know, when I previewed the last time we played them. DJ Reed is someone to worry about there at defensive tackle. So is Larry Oak and Joby. You know, they've got a decent defense here. And, you know, when we played them earlier on in the season, you know, Uwuze wasn't doing necessarily as well. Eli Apple wasn't, you know, doing as well. You know, Mike Hilton was still getting adjusted to that scheme. All those guys, plus you add in Von Bell and Jesse Bates, you know, they're starting to come along. 
Um, so yeah, th this isn't know. the same same uh, Bengals no. team that we've been facing the last few years. I think we've had the Steelers have a history of 66 versus 37. Um, this is a more fired up. I call them earlier in the year um, uh, angry, an angry Bengals team, a young angry Bengals team. However, they did only beat the Raiders the other week, and I know we lost to the Raiders too um, early in the season. But the Raiders, for me, they're terrible. They they won that game easily. So this will be no cakewalk for the the Bengals. Um, but if they get to Big Ben and they put him under pressure and get some sacks, then our whole game plan changes. Uh, we can't run Najee anymore. I just want to see some more creativity with the runs, maybe some like halfback tosses and get Najee in space. Uh, I don't know. I just seem like we're running into a bit of a wall there every time we run up the guts. It does work in, in, in some instances, but it feels like we're getting stuffed in the run most times. We're probably, we're probably still uh, 30, 30 from the run. Um, it's going to be a game where I think, yeah, you've got to frustrate Burrow on their side. And for the Steelers, it's, you need consecutive first downs to, to get points and start to feel yeah. comfortable. Um, it's This, to me, is actually the harder game out of the two, next two weeks. I do not trust the Ravens one bit. I'm more, I'm more worried about the, the young, angry Bengals team than I am uh, the Ravens next week. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. No, no, I like it. I like it. I'm starting to feel the same way. Um, that, that, yeah, completely agree with you there. And I think it's that's what's yeah. I think it's going to be so interesting about this Steelers team in terms of how they can take out because, in some ways, you look at the names going into this season that the Bengals acquired, and you're like, this seems like a bit of a mishmash, hodgepodge way of putting together a team. But they've got guys that have either were drafted pretty highly that have been proven performers, you know, not the best player on the on, on a team, of course, but, you know, being proven performers at the NFL level. And they've put them together. In, and I, I do I do think their coach is pretty smart. You know, I think there's a bit of respect that's got to be owed to him. I like why they're putting this together um, with Zach Taylor. And obviously they're six and four for a reason. So, you know, it is interesting to see what they do from that side of things. So, Mark, on the – what can the Steelers do – like who needs to step up on defense? And I know it's easy to go Haywood. It's easy to go Watt. It's easy to go Minka. Now he's back, you know, but if there's one player that's going to be the difference maker here, and it might not show up, always show up on the stat sheet, who's it going to be from the Steelers this week? It's it's so interesting you say about one player, because I, I immediately just go for team. I think the team needs to be um, talking to each other more than what they, what they did. They got burnt in that last uh, TD. There was no communication. Um, if there's one player who's not like the highlight guy or the five-star guy, I would love to see, you know, maybe James Pierre, whoever's whoever's going to be one-on-one -on -one with Jamar Chase, to be very honest, to set the example and the standard to say, look, your best guy is not going to beat our guys. Yeah. And that will be a rolling effect once we can take away that uh, corner, uh, sorry, that receiver with a corner, and then Joe Barry gets frustrated, then they're going to be doing more, you know, halfback draws using Mixon more, and then, and then the linebackers get involved a lot more too. Um, it's That question is so hard to answer, Matty. You know it's hard to answer because you can't just pinpoint one player. Um, yes, you can with TJ Watt, and as Brian Brown says here, the game wrecker. He is the difference maker there. But if you say you take away all those players and who's going to be the, the difference maker to really put an emphasis on this game, it's... I don't know. I, I do come back to more of a team mentality of like, yes, bring Terrell Evans more back into the box, get him involved. Him and Minka working together again 
is going to be amazing to watch, as always. Um, you know, maybe Schobert can do some things with Bush and they can start to work together. It's all about that communication. I think they've missed that a few weeks um, where they're giving up too much and you can't rely on your players like Cameron Haywood all the time. You know, I'm, I'm going to put it back to you then. I'm going to put it back to you. Who do you think the, 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 it's so hard to answer, the one the one player? And I'm going to rally it back to you. <laughs> have one guess who I'm going to say. Just have one guess. The one player on defense or the one player overall? Yeah, one player on defense who I'm going to say. I reckon you're going to say Terrell. Oh, I actually know it's not. Um, it's not. It's Alex Highsmith. He's got to back um, it up again this week. I do think Wormley, like Wormley, needs a big play here, like a big tackle for a loss, a sack, you know, or you know, even if it's half a sack with someone else. But no, TJ coming back. It goes back to what I said this season with t- like, if you've got someone coming back like that, it's going to make a difference. What space is it opening up? Highsmith had a big game last week. Back it up this week. Show us that you've developed in your second year. Show us that you, you know, we don't, we're not going to miss Bud Dupree, you know. Uh, so I'm, you know, how high I am on High Smith. That was the theme for last season when it came to rookies. He's just got to do it again this week. No, and I agree with all that pressure too. You have High Smith and TJ, what we know what he can do. We understand what he can do. And we're so yeah. thankful for him on the edge. Uh, more pressure on the other side of the edge than Cameron Haywood in the middle. It becomes it becomes like everything's in front of us. And that's why I think like the Pierre's, the Suttons will start to step up. And then with the communication with uh Terrell and Minka, it's such a such a beautiful thing to watch because you know they're they're completely different players, but you know they work well together. Um this is a game, like I said before, it, it's a it's a must-win, but it kind of feels like that playoff mode. And if we go out there and lay a duck egg, well, shoot. You know, what do we do? But it's like, what do we do? Sack them all. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very hard to, to come on here next week. And, and I'm so pumped up for this game. But you're exactly right. Highsmith has a, has a more of an effect in this game. Rushes Burrow, gets to, gets to the, uh, he had some good tackles for a loss uh, last week, too, I think, in the, in the, in the run game or a few weeks back. Like he's getting, yeah, he had, he had one tackle for a loss last week, had three quarterback hits, one and a half sacks the week before. You know, he had 11 combined tackles for two tackles for a loss. There you go. You know, he's, he's stepping So he, he's getting around it. He's starting to understand that he can be part of this defense and he can really, you know, um, step things up to the next level. Isn't it funny though? we are talking about the defense trying to improve and we haven't really talked about the offense that much. Like, do we do we know who this offense is right now? A Steelers offense? Yeah. Well, what, is there more to improve the offense or do we kind of know who they are? Uh, I heard this talked about on one of the other BTSC shows. I don't think the reason I, I think we know, I think we know we can know what to expect, but we don't know who they are because we don't like at the end of the day, Smith Schuster isn't healthy. There's a lot of guys unhealthy, right? So we don't really know. And I also think, you know, when you've got a guy like, you know, free, they work free move in and then they don't do much with him. And then, you know, DJ does a bit and then Claypool's, you know, was out with his ankle. I don't think we've seen it yet. And, and I think, so as I say, I don't think I don't know. We do know it because we know what it's capable of when they're missing a player or two that they can adapt and they can yeah, yeah. almost get there. The defense needs to step up. But no, you're right, and I think it goes back. It goes back to what you said in part one about not feeling comfortable in any game. If they had every, if they had all their top players out there, I think we'd be feeling a bit more comfortable every game, and I think the the, the score sheet would be showing that as well. So well, exactly. You know, but yeah. Does it matter at this at this point? Like I, I also, and I know this was sort of a sentiment that you were suggesting in part one and, and a little bit earlier as well in part two. 
does it actually matter? Like, you're just going to have to get the job done now. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's perfect week in, week out. you just got to get the win. And it goes back to what we said, what was it, four or five weeks ago about taking care of business every game. This is exactly the sort of yes. sort of game. I agree. It just We just need that, that I guess, the illusion or that idea of, like, we have to feel like we're getting better because I feel like we're just, like, we're average on... But I don't know how you can... Sides. I don't know how... I saw the confidence. I saw one of the articles on bunstillcurtain.com, your one-stop and non-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. But I saw, you know, an article that put up there about Steelers fan confidence, you know, being rated high after the charges. If you walk away from that game feeling negative, I don't know what... I don't know what you know, negative pill you're taking because as far as I'm concerned, they went in there without all those stars on the West Coast, got within four points. Like Trey Norwood at the end there, if if Minka plays that game, that mistake doesn't happen. If Trey Norwood isn't, you know, a a rookie, that play probably doesn't happen. They win the, like, I'm sorry, if you you walk away from last week thinking we're going to get destroyed down the stretch, don't, if we walk, if we lose this week, even though we have a lot of respect for this Bengals team now, you know, well, you know, it probably is, it might be a bit limiting for the rest of the season because I think yeah. they've got, apart from the Ravens, the rest of them are very tough matchups. No, I don't think I'm like having a negative view, but I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying like, you know, we're almost like- No, but no, 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 I wasn't saying you were, but I'm more like, I, I think there's some fans that might walk away going, oh, we lost 41-37. Uh. Mate, there are some fans that wouldn't be happy with a Super Bowl win. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, you didn't win by enough points. Uh, this play and these four tackles. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth of it. It's the social media idea of what is happening around the world now. They're just not happy about anything. So, but I'm just saying with the offense, I feel like um, there we're one or two plays, one or two ideas away from. We've seen a lot with this Matt Canada offense, like using move, using uh, Gentry, using uh, even Radar to a certain extent, using the tight ends better, using the run game better. I just feel like we're one, we're one run away to get that big run for Najee to really settle in, and then it puts the defense on the back foot. Um, you know, even people were complaining about that the Claypool ball wasn't thrown in front of him. Mate, that was a massive play. And that puts on the, the, the defense on their shoes and goes, oh, no, Big Ben can throw it, right? Then DJ gets to the mix. He goes underneath. Then you forget about Washington. So I am a bit more confident in this what this offense can be mm-hmm. or what their identity is. On the defense, like you said, who's that, who's that one player who's not TJ Watt, who's not Minka, who's not Cam, who can affect it? I don't, I don't know who that is. And, well, I, don't, and so, I, don't, I don't know if the defense yeah. knows. Yeah, I think you got a good point there. What I wanted to get in before we get up to our bold predictions and wrap up the show. <laughs> um, did you see who they signed this week to the practice squad with Eric Ebron now on IR? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. They signed Jay Sternberger, who I've always been a fan of out of. So he was playing at, at Green Bay and, you know, he had a pretty good oh, year. The and then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And remember, I was talking to you a lot last year off air about him because I had him on like Madden, and I like. So it could be Roethlisberger to Sternberger, <laughs> <laughs> Burgerlicious. Um, oh. <laughs> but 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 what I was going to say is that like you know he's now there on the practice squad working in. Now I know he left Green Bay because of a yeah you know, had a bit of an interesting situation um, with some substances and what have you. But, you know, he also came along and, you know, I thought he got the rough end of the stick with Tony in there, who we saw, obviously, when the Steelers played Green Bay in week four. So Sternberger, if you look at him, he's quite good. And, you know, I think the way that they use, Bad was talking about this a few weeks ago, the way the practice squads use now to get people feeling in to the team and whether they fit or not 
if they find that they like he is fitting in with what they want to do and i can't see why he wouldn't just off the stuff i've seen before he's joined steals obviously i'm you know not an nfl coach or anything like it but i think it could be quite interesting down the stretch because he offers a bit more in the passing game you know than what you know than than gentry or raider do and he's you know he can make plays so i'm excited by that little that little you know i wouldn't say secret weapon but that tool in the in the in the armory i guess as the, as you go i got a, i got a question season. for you maddie now ebron has been playing some good catches the last few weeks he's been doing some good things right now are we better without ebron yes in yeah, i i agree as well i think we are i think in the right game though, i would say in fairness it was valuable to have him um the last you know in the, in the last couple of weeks where we are missing when we've missed Claypool, you're missing Juju, what have you. Like he is someone that can catch the football, knows the still scheme. But I, I don't see him on this team next year. Uh, he made a that. he made a big play last week though. That that uh was a third down for the first yeah. down and he got us involved. Then he made yeah. another play for the touchdown. Um, but something tells me in this run game, I just think we're we're better. And they the defense knows as well when Ebron's out there, it's more or less gonna be a pass or it's coming his direction, they can probably figure him out. Um, I would like to see more of a heavy set, get Zach Banner involved, get what involved. Yep. I know we, that never happens. Uh, I don't know why that doesn't happen. Um, maybe it's just scheme-wise. Maybe we're saving it for, for the end. I don't know. But you've got to win games now. I want to see those players, um, you know, be physical, like old-school football, like, you know, tight ends on the edge, uh, and then using Zach Banner or fullbacking and just run run with Najee. Like, I don't understand how that hasn't happened. Like we said, you and I aren't coaches. But a certain part of you being a fan says, why aren't you using Derek Watt as a fullback? You paid him all this money like you've talked about a few times and we're just not using him. Um, a similar point too, who's going to be our punt returner? Will it be DJ this week? Because we've been using Ray Ray. Has Ray Ray been working out? You know? I Yeah, you got to think, James. I, I also want to see the sweeps come back this week. You know, like, and I can't say it from Claypool because of his ankle. I'd prefer them not to do use him like that. But, you know, I'd love to see... Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see them work in those sweeps again. I think they're really valuable. But Mark, to close out the show, you got any bold predictions? For, for, for yeah, look, I've been going super crazy with Archie Bong getting a sack. That didn't happen. He got a tackle last <laughs> week. I'm going to keep it simple. I think I think Minka gets a pick. I think this is the game where it's getting colder um, in America now. It's really starting to ramp up. There's seven games left. It's AFC North football. We have this game, the next game. This can feel like a miracle run if we do it, if we go and have the defense start to to, to really, you know, get amongst it. Uh, I think Minka, in some form or fashion, gets a pick. I think he has to get, get involved in this game. We haven't got – we've only got four interceptions, you know? Well, this is it, right? But you got to – we were talking about it earlier in the chat. Um, someone's got to, uh, you know, they got to throw them – throw the ball near Minka. That's half the problem. Yeah, true. But I see what you mean. I mean, I still go back. There was a lot of good ones that he had, like obviously the one that he had when he came in against San Francisco and all the rest of it. But my favorite one is the, the one against the Colts where they were setting oh, up set to throw that touchdown last season. And he came straight through and got that ball. Like, and, you know, I've you know done that, replicated that before on Madden and what have you. But I just remember watching that live and then he's running down the whole field for like a 105-yard touchdown. And you're just like, what? Like, yeah, and that that's what I think is missing. We're not getting the turnovers as well on defense. It's like yeah. how we used to have um, TJ Watts in there. I just think something's got to break over the next seven games where to, to be 
you know, they, we always say we're a top five defense. I don't think we are just yet. I, I think no. we're like mending towards that. And if we start to get the, the team together and Minka getting the picks or the big players or TJ Watt is going to help us out. Yeah. Then we can be really like people can be scared because then the guys, like you said, um, you know, Pierre and those kind of guys or uh, Splane comes in, they can help out too. And they'll be, they'll be surprised when something, when they do something big. That's it. That's it. Okay. I like that. Oh, geez. I just, I said it in the, in the description for the show today. I just want to see what come in and just blow Garrett out of the water. Like, how is this still a conversation? I don't know. Like, I just like, so TJ Watt, one and a half, one and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss, you know, DJ goes over a hundred this game with two TDs as well. I, I'm excited to see if and ben, uh, if Ben throws more than two if Ben throws more than three touchdowns or more, I do think he's gonna throw a pick this week. I hate to say it. Yeah, right. Well it's been a long time. You think the, the stats will be in his favor, he's gonna throw one eventually. Um uh, but no, I, I can <laughs> I can I can see I can see him uh what going crazy this week if he's healthy. It's it's getting to that time, I'm telling you, it's getting to that playoff time. It does feel like that. And you, you know I've been talking about so much like When's the next guy going to step step up? It needs to happen tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, happen. exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. You need but something. Look, but I also wanted to say, you know, thank you to everyone joining the live chat. We've had a really healthy live chat today. There's some awesome feedback and loving all the all the love that we're getting from everyone over here as well. We love doing this show. Uh, Mark and I were talking actually this week. We cannot believe that we are like 10 games through the season as well. <laughs> like it's incredible that we're here. <laughs> and then, you know, we're going to have to battle through a, a long off season, but you know, it is exciting. The Steelers are still in the mix. You know, anyone can go on right now online and you have a look at the standings, you know, it's theirs for the taking. Like they can get over the Vikings. They can get over the chiefs, beat the Ravens twice, you know, get this one this week where we're there. Just one more thing. This this next two weeks could be a statement. Could be a statement for the AFC North saying we are here and we are ready to play this game. It really can be. If we can win the next two games and, and, and prove that we can win by, you know, seven points, ten points, uh, we have a good chance to say, look out, AFC North, because you guys are struggling. The Ravens and Browns, they're struggling. I'm telling you. They're not they're not good. They're not good teams. They're not good teams. Well, I couldn't have said it any better, Marky D. So with that, we're going to close out the show. I'm Matty P with Marky D. This is your this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. As always, Marky D. Go, Steelers. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.